before the ukulele uh, people come in. Well, um, yeah, yeah, before they... Uh, the They'll u- sound all happy. Ugh. They're blink, 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 but it'll be all angry. They're all obsessed whenever I, whenever I see those ukulele people, I'm always sort of like, oh, I bet there's a lot of them. I'm getting over chemo doing ukulele. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, this is the only thing I have. I truck ran over my legs. All right. Let's talk about this episode. We're still coming in. What? They're, they're hovering, hovering. We better hurry. Let's do this. I know it's like a beehive. Oh, it's like fucking, a, we're gonna, they're gonna kill us. <laughs> I'm gonna unplug us. Like, let's go. You, you're the locust outside. Uh, okay. Okay. Welcome. This is the Guilty Pleasures Podcast, episode 19. Wow. Uh, our topic today is uh, moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we talk about on this episode, guys? We start off with a little bit of Robin Williams. Yep. Yes, and then this is lest we forget. Other. And we talked about because Dave moved, so uh, we, we yeah, talked about Dave's Dave's Dave. Move. Dave's moving, and then our moving stories. Yes, and of course, uh, when you move, you always throw things away. So we talked about that. Touched on departing with uh, old friends. We talked about uh, uh, owning a house versus rental, and yeah. yeah, repairs, repairs, repairs. Yeah, repairs, repairs, repairs. And oh yeah, and just and the idea that yeah, if something breaks and we, oh, and we, we touch on moving with your parents again. Yeah, and then we also get into uh, what ha- like what's the weirdest thing that you could find uh, yeah. when you're uh, or something that touched off a nerve maybe that you forgot you had. Yeah, and throwing things away and what to hang on to. Anyways, and neighbors, this crazy is, neighbors. This is the episode you can find uh, episode nineteen. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can also uh, we're on Twitter, the Guilty Pleasures Podcast, and Facebook, Facebook and I'm uh, Sean Fisher. At Sugar Jam on Twitter, that's S U G A J A M. Scott McCrickard on Twitter, S C O T T M C C R I C K R I D. And my name is Dave Martin, and uh, this is Dave. And I, you can find me at Dave Martin World. And uh, please enjoy this episode. The ukulele fuckers are coming in. Housewarming party. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Dark Food. With your hosts, Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. We're moving out. This week, co-host Dave Martin just moved into his new condo, and we're discussing the joys of moving. Live from the Dominion Pub in Toronto, Canada. It's just the, a lot of people believe, and I'm guilty of this too, that sometimes you just think, oh, if I only had this one thing, then I would be happy. And then you get that one thing, and then yeah. you're sitting there and you're still not happy. And that's because it doesn't have to do with that external thing that you get. It has, actually has to do with an internal thing that you have I to change. the ups and downs don't help. I mean, one day it's a movie premiere, you're the focus, it's the... You know, you're on the talk shows, you're blah, blah, blah. And then next day, you're all, it's just something else is in the news and you're not, you know. Well, I, remember, I do remember hearing that he was supposed to be the Riddler in that one Batman movie. And uh, that it was right around when Jim Carrey was suddenly so huge. And they just went and got Jim Carrey and they didn't even tell Robin Williams. You know what I mean? Like, he's a victim. That's such a typical showbiz story, though. Where you find out from the news that you didn't even get it, and he was so he was shocked because he thought it was his role, and he was the big guy. And then all of a sudden, Jim Carrey exploded, and everyone was like, "Robin, who? We've got 
Jim Carrey now. Well, it's the way it is. I mean, but he, but the thing I, I took away from the whole thing was how many generations of people he, he touched. I mean, how, how there's a guy in Bank or was it um, Belarus or something? They did a street art of Rob Williams. I mean, just this guy's worldwide. And I mean, when I was a kid, he, you know, if people know him from Jumanji, Hook, uh, go back to Mork, go back to his improv stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? He's Mrs. Doubtfire. Then he was in this new series, and then all the you know he's been around for so long, and and he's never really had. Horrible press other than, like, drinking and addictions, but that seems to be normal nowadays. But anyway, just... He's had, he had a few slumps in his career. I, I think that there was a period of... T- I used to think he was really... Like, uh, there was a time where I would have said he was my favorite actor. And then uh, what happens usually when I say someone's my favorite actor is that then they uh, immediately... Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, they immediately become Hollywood's favorite, and then they become kind of a bit phony or I felt the movie choices he was making starting with Mrs. Doubtfire started to become really middle of the road and uh, by the point then he was doing movies like Flubber and there there I, was uh, but sorry, yeah yeah we but we just you, you don't know what someone's motivation behind doing yeah. a movie is I mean a lot of it a lot of it is like all those Pink Panther movies that Steve Martin did I mean he supposedly did most of those movies just so he could make enough money to buy paintings and, and art with so it's like and I, I just think yeah, I mean, you know, okay, you know the phrase, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. I think that might be true, but I think the one, the one instance where, it does, it, where it's kind of skewed is when it comes to, um, you know, industry recognition and showbiz. It's sort of like the more you get of it, the more you want it, and the harder it is to let that go. I mean... And you can open the paper and see your face and name and people talking about has been or, or you know... Right. Whatever happened to right? Whereas, suppose we can do things, and no one there's not be any press in the morning about anything, and right? It's, it's like show business is the only show business is the, is the only profession where there is a where are they now category. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, no one's ever like, hey, I wonder whatever happened to that guy that was a dentist. What was remember was, Jim in accounting? What's he doing now? Yeah, well, he's still in accounting, or oh, he's okay. still a dentist. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's, yeah, it, no, it's no. just it, it's it's like it's like I don't have a very I don't have a very close connection with my parents, um, but uh, it's like when the industry, when the comedy industry almost starts to become your parents, sometimes just doing good work isn't enough. You need to have it acknowledged, and yeah, it, it's really disturbing. It's really tough sometimes. I, I guess I just think that uh, he, for a comedian, you know, he won Academy Award. Uh, you know, he he had so many accolades. I'm well, sure he got nominated four times and he got one award. Yeah. I mean, how many stand-ups can you even the, say that? The, what many people as actors even would say is the pinnacle is to get an Oscar. And as a comic, I mean, he had records, he had TV shows, he had movies. Like, you could really look at him as, hey, if you want to do well as a comedian slash actor. That's sort of the the creme de la creme. That's what you want, what that guy had. And it's uh, just a lesson because a lot of people who get to this point of fame, they usually do at some point say, you know, it's not as great as uh, everyone thinks it is. You think it's great when you're when you don't have it. And then when you have it, you're like, oh, shit. This is this is it. That I'm still not happy. And well, like, so then now what? How do I get happy now if if this didn't all make me happy? Yeah. Well, it's it's a uh, it's. 
you know, if you like, if you work at a regular job and, and you're trying to climb a corporate ladder, there is a sort of like there is the boss, there is the head guy, and you can keep climbing that ladder. And at a certain point, when you become the boss and you're the head guy, you're sort of like, well, I can't get go anywhere from here. I'm at the top of the mountain, and show business is is another one of those things where there is no top of the mountain. You have to keep climbing. There isn't like anyone's like, oh, hey, well, I'm here now. I can just kick back and enjoy myself. No, you have to keep climbing and. So it, it's like the, there always is this sort of itch of like, oh, I should be doing something else or I'm not doing enough or, or, uh, or I could be doing something more. And so that's – it's uh, – yeah, it, it's, it's – It just it's seems like there's always, there's always a void somewhere. Right. That yeah. is never filled, right? It's always, you know, you try it, I'm going to do this. Maybe then drugs became – filled that void for a bit until they became problematic. And then maybe you tried – like he was a cyclist. Maybe he was filling his time with like, oh, oh I'll cycle. And then – you do that, and then what do you do? So, yeah. Well, I know that yeah. the director—I think it was the director of Bruce Almighty—is someone who, when he finally did get all the money in the mansion, that he did have this crisis where he w- walked into the mansion and realized that he still wasn't happy, and that, you know, he got to the what he thought was the top of the mountain, and he had to go through this whole spiritual transformation. So, you know, I—I I, I, when I do look up to um, certain famous figures i i tend to uh admire the ones that have some sort of spiritual dimension to them more like uh george harrison would be an example or russell simmons for for example of people who were very successful or are very successful but realize that it's not just about money and fame that you have to because you can be a poor person and be spiritually intact and happy you don't have to have but people who don't have money always think, oh, if only I had money, I would be happy. It's like everyone's looking for heaven. They're looking for this a little slice of heaven, and, and it's not here. We're on earth. We're not in heaven. I think at the end of the day, too, you're by yourself, right? If you're not happy with yourself, it doesn't matter. Gold, your gold-plated everything isn't going to make you feel better or mean about it. But Yeah, and there's lots of famous people. That maybe are- it will. I'd like to try that out, though. <laughs> I'm willing to give it a shot, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the grass is greener. The whole, I mean, like Madonna's, I Madonna's sing- written songs about it. She's written whole albums about Lucky it. Lucky Star. Like, look, I'm... No, <laughs> <laughs> no but she, I, I think she has a, a record where she talks about it. She's like, I think she even said, um, people, I'm in that spot, and I can tell you that's not what makes you happy. So you she know? fills it with young Latin dancers. <laughs> like the Beatles. When the Beatles hit it really big, I think Ringo said, you know, it was or George might have said it, you know, it was fun for about uh, two weeks or something, and then they realized they were trapped in their hotel room everywhere they went. And, well, and that's why they, they discover, and, you know, they went to the religious route and uh, all that stuff, and yeah. they found that, you know, they just got to keep searching for... Or Whitney Houston, look at Whitney, you know, yeah. I, I would have looked at Whitney Houston, and I would have went, wow, she's so famous, and she's so rich. Well, she probably wasn't as rich as I thought she was, number one. But number two, she was clearly not happy... And she was, uh, I think her mother said, you know, she, she never had a childhood. She never really had a normal teenager life. I mean, she was a celebrity before she was 20. She was super famous. And then the rest of her life was holed up in the hotel room, just like Michael Jackson, you know. And, uh, or there's a shot in the movie, uh, Shea Stadium, the Shea Stadium movie about the Beatles, where Paul McCartney's looking down at New York in the helicopter. And he's like, ah, I wish I could just go down there and walk around you know (laughs) he has to be in a helicopter flying over top of it you know well i got here on the ttc so i'm uh no one recognized me from 
I, I know that we're we're talking about uh, moving today, but uh, what? I think yesterday was pretty moving. <laughs> um, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that problem of hearing the neighbors having sex. I, I you just, were the neighbors, that's why. I guess I was the one having the sex. I guess that's a better position to be in. Well, I, 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 this came from like an actual joke. Well, the joke came from an actual place where uh, when I lived with Heather, uh, I, we were on like the, th- we were on the second floor and on the first floor, there was this woman there that she would have the loudest, craziest sex with her boyfriend. And the joke goes, uh, it was so loud that you weren't sure if you should call the, uh, you weren't sure if you should jerk off or call the cops. That's how the joke went. And, uh, but it would, it was so loud. And there was a couple of times or I swear to God, um, I don't know after some crazy fight that Heather would, I, and I would go into, I'd go into the bedroom, I'd slam the door and I would just sort of lie in the ground and then just put my ear to the floor and then just sort of, uh, listen to them go at it. But would she, um, would she like, was this just screaming or would she go stick it? Like she'd play by play. Uh, a little bit, uh, and and a lot of like the screaming, like "fuck me harder" and things nice. like that. And but then it was weird because then there would be some days where she would just look so attractive, and then there'd be other days where it would look like she went on like a crazy meth binge, and she'd have all these like I don't know, just it, I don't yeah. want to say sca- scabs and scars on her face, but uh, there were days, you know, I mean, but you know, there are people who are like that where you'd see them one day and they just I look absolutely gorgeous, and then you'll see them another day and they're like, yeah. what what happened? Does she you like know? rough sex? Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but I mean, I never bothered asking her about that. I, hey, do you like rough sex? I bumped into her. Did she ever look at you and go, a "Good pup, pick like, up yeah. to give you the sorry face," and you went, "Just nod, like keep it up, baby." No, 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 never that. Oh. Uh, well, because I thought the moment that I actually mentioned that would be the moment that she would stop doing it. Oh yeah, because yeah, then, yeah, then, then right. I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for the fucking uh, downstairs." And, <laughs> thanks for the fucking. Yeah, there's, a, a, there's a Hallmark card they need to do. I yeah. had a friend. Thanks in, for fucking downstairs, <laughs> Hallmark. I had a friend in Montreal and. Or when he was living in Montreal going to McGill, his neighbor would have sex. Uh, and he didn't know the neighbor, but he could always hear the sex. And he finally got so fed up, he just started banging on the wall like, shut up. And then the guy got really mad and uh, started screaming and b- banging on the, his front door like, come on out now. You're going to tell me I can't have sex. You know, <laughs> like, almost got into a violent confrontation with his neighbor over the sex. You know what's worse than loud sex is the sex is just slightly not loud enough. That's fucking frustrating. <laughs> but then... Either fuck loud or don't, or shut up. Because I don't want this... Oh, no. Are they installing a ceiling fan or having sex? I wonder if anyone masturbates too loudly. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, because... Uh, no, the bed squeaking, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Your love doll pops. Because at my old place on uh, on Vermont Avenue that I had with Heather, we had a, there was a guy upstairs, and he was like some computer programming guy, and it was clear when he was was finished masturbating in his computer room, and uh, and then he you could hear him get up and go into his bedroom and fall asleep. <laughs> it was like a clear, obviously. Okay, I know what you just did, and because then you could hear, you could kind of hear a, a, like a loud moan, and then you could hear the the, the finale. You know, well, you could hear the. Uh, you the, couldn't hear any of the, the chair rumbling. You could hear, yeah, you, know, you could hear the chair move from uh, above, and uh, then uh, and then he would just sort of go up into his own room and then pass out. <laughs> but, uh, but that's another moment where you sort of can't be like, hey, hey you were jerking off, man. <laughs> you can't do that. It's a great reliever of stress. Oh, sure it is. We're doing um, it right now. 
<laughs> uh, well, you just moved. So what was the uh, best thing about moving? There was nothing good about moving. Nothing good about moving? Nothing. Absolutely nothing Did good about it. Did you feel tearful about leaving your old place? Like any sentimentalism about it? Uh, no. I was, uh, I, uh, you know... There weren't any good, really. I mean, there were some. There were some fond memories of the place, but uh, uh, clearly, uh, it was a place that I had to move on to at a certain point. But you're, were you looking forward to the new, the, the condo? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. But you know, I mean, there's still that sort of like, uh, I don't know exactly what I'm getting myself into moving into a new place. But yeah, it's it was, the being in a. Like, I was afraid of the adultness of everything. Right. It's yeah. Like, this is real. I'm buying property now. I have to have a mortgage. I have a this. Uh, yeah. You have just maintenance it's, fees. It's very adult, and it's sort of it's sort of uh, weird when you're so late in life and you're doing adult things, like uh, you know puberty and stuff. Well, yeah, well, well, you I know. bought a house and then gave up on it. I was like, oh fuck this. I'm going back to renting. <laughs> he put I'm the much house happier now. So he put his house in with his karate gear and his uh, bowling bag. <laughs> <laughs> things I did not finish. And my fishing pole. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I try things and I'm like, mm, nah, that's not fun. I wish there was a job where you can, well, I guess there is. It's called TV host where you do a thing called Dirty Jobs where you do something for a couple weeks and then you move on to something new, right? It's That's the exciting part. Once you get to a routine, that's when it gets... Well, I mean, the the hardest thing about, like, uh, is moving, is is yeah. packing up all your all your shit into boxes and then there's this huge pressure on how much stuff you have to get rid of as well. But that's a good feeling when you get rid of it. It's like a purge. It is, and it, it's it's not because it's just like every place that I've ever lived in before. Uh, you know, you you I've moved in there knowing that this is not going to be my home for very long. Even though you know, four years later, you're still there, and four years might seem like a long time, but at the same time, it's. It doesn't feel like a forever home, if I can use my humane society jargon, uh, as far as like, oh, hey, this is your forever home. But so this condo does is is supposed to be my forever home. And when you do say that, it is sort of weird moving into some place and being like, well, I guess I'm gonna die here. <laughs> there is that sort of moment <laughs> yeah, too of just yeah, like, yeah. But so then, but they'll the, take my body out that door, yeah. and I'll have to turn it sideways, probably. <laughs> but I, I had—I mean, the, the hardest part about uh, throwing all your stuff out is—I uh, I don't know if if you guys have this uh, issue of just like finding old tapes of performances and stuff like that. If yeah. like I, I would find old VHS tapes of me at you know clubs and stuff like that, and. Uh, it, you you kind of have to struggle with your ego a little bit because you kind of think, well, how much of me if I you know if I eventually die and I know that's going to happen at some point, like how much of me do I want to have around? It's like it's this level of pretentiousness where you're sort of like they're going to want to archive me and they're going to want to like. You know, yeah. I mean, but we put so much of us ourselves out there. It's sort so of like it turns kinda, into like Chevy Chase in the attic, well, watching your old tapes, going through them and going, "Is this worth is saving?" That what he does now. That's what Terry Chase does now. He sits in an attic watching old tapes of the Chevy Chase show that failed. Yeah, not- I know that's what Gary Coleman used to do. He when you know when he went to he went through a period where he had to be like a security guard and everything. Yeah. And apparently, he used to just sit at home and watch old Different Strokes tapes. Well, but they were know. but they were the porn versions of Different Strokes. <laughs> yeah, Dana Plato, the Dana Plato series after hours. But also, movies. Dana Plato was actually also still in the porno series of those. Yeah. my my problem is I get an emotional attachment to to things, just right, anything. Yeah. So I can't. I'm hard. It's hard to throw everything, anything out. Well, you know what? Like it's weird. Even it's like, shirts. I'm like I haven't worn it for ten years. But I might might be a character shirt one day. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm bad with that too. That's hoarding. 
Hoarding light. I think it, at a certain point it becomes hoarding, uh, but I haven't reached the hoarder part yet. But I have like old Playboy magazines that I've read the interviews in like once, and then I still hold on to those magazines. Like, it's, a, always like a faint old, it's going to be collectible one day. You're like, oh, this is going to be worth. This is my retirement right here. Yeah, but it's one thing when you when you have a collection of Playboy magazines, then you think that is going to be a collectible at one point. But it's another situation where you think that an old VHS tape of you at Yuck Yucks at Young and Eglinton is going to be a collectible, <laughs> and we like we've got to hold yeah. on that because who's to say what the aliens are going to find, Dave? Maybe right. you're, you're you're going to be the one link to. Well, I, I, humanity I, was about. Even, I, I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do with my VHS tapes now. I don't even have yeah. a VCR. I mean, I guess I could transfer them if I thought they were important enough. People don't take them from the curb anymore. That's how bad it is. You see the tapes and CDs because people don't want to have stuff. It's all digital. It's all on a stick or whatever. Well, actually, when I was moving, it's funny because I was getting rid of all my old VHSs and uh, I had this big box and I went to Goodwill and I was just about to put it into Goodwill and this guy walks up to me and goes, hey, are, are those videotapes? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's my series. I don't have a VCR anymore. And he's like, he's looking at them. He's like, boomerang. Hey, these are great. Right? He's like, uh, you're like uh, uh, I just moved into my place and I don't have anything. I, I have a VC- VCR. Can I have this box before you put it into Goodwill? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I made that guy's day with those old videotapes. Well, that, you, um uh, I uh, was uh, going through some of my hard drives before I came here today, and I found like a whole file of uh, Goatee Boy stuff. Yeah, I've got tons of Goatee Boy stuff on, again, VHS. It's like I don't even know what to do. Oh, even if I, I should get like, some of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have been thinking about archi- – speaking of archiving, I'm thinking of doing putting some uh, archiving stuff online, like in one place, like either uh, – a web page or a Tumblr account or something where I put posters from the show, I put audio clips, Goatee Boys audio clips on on SoundCloud, and, and somehow link it all to, to one thing because there is so much stuff that I've done. And I just keep doing new stuff, and I, I sometimes forget some of this stuff I did was pretty good, and, and maybe it should still be out there, you know? So, Not like to show it to my, you know, my, my son. That'd be yeah, because, I mean, having it was an v- idiot. VHS tape, <laughs> having stuff on VHS tape isn't extremely useful at this point, you know? But also, but I, I think that... Uh... It's like, I mean, Scott, you have a son, and I know a guy that, uh, this other guy who did a horror documentary that, I don't know, I think we want to, he wants to do the show at some point, but he said that uh, he purposely saves his VCR and his VHS tapes because he wants to be able to show his son, you know, there, there once was a time where you couldn't just click on something and it played automatically. You actually physically had to get take up. a tape, yep. you get up, open up the hatch on a VCR and put it in. And I still and, have a VCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think I, I just hearing that from a dad. I'm not showing off or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, just to hear that from a dad being like, no, I want to yeah. keep this around so uh, a next generation knows that it, it wasn't all a matter of like, because you've seen those old clips of like, or no, those YouTube clips of, of uh, kids, you know, looking at a, an old phone. And yeah, yeah. Shows, well, how, to work, how does it work? Yeah, like how do you text on this thing? You know, yeah. well, I, I mentioned about playing a cassette tape with friends, listening to uh, to Robin Williams in a in a, in a K car, listening to a cassette tape all together, and sitting in a car at high school, laughing our heads off. And I go like, and I thought, oh wait, people don't know what a fucking K car is and what a cassette tape is. And What's a K car? Exactly, <laughs> Reliance best car ever. That's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny how you don't you just don't realize. Oh yeah, we used to like LPs and. Yeah, well, I just read, a, uh, just saw a picture, a story of a guy who was like collecting old LPs, and he's got like a warehouse. The guy's like a millionaire or something. He's got like twenty thousand 
LPs and he's archiving them. He wants doesn't want to just digitize it and put it on online. But I mean, that's what <laughs> you. I, that's what I when I looked at the picture, I'm like, why doesn't he just digitize them all? <laughs> but <laughs> and moving's harder too now. You can't have the you put your albums in the old milk crates because they all screwed. Well, them up yeah, yeah, they screwed this. They screw the milk crates over. And I mean, did you move? Did you move with friends? Did you have friends help you, or did you? No, actually, I ended up hiring movers. I, it, it 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 cost something, but there's something special about not having people that are just going to stand around and start making conversation. Well, it comes like, to a certain part of your life where you go. This is this is the like when we moved to the, our house like six years ago. We said we looked at each other. And said, this is the last friends move. Like this is like, you know, we're going to hurt people now. With their, they have knees and back well, issues. Well, that's true. I mean, you could, you can possibly. No I do know people have gotten injured moving things, and uh, it is better to to hire someone. I think if you can afford it, it's better to to pay people to do it because then you don't have to worry about oh, I'm the guy that ruined my friend's back or. Or something like that. Or they drop something of yours that's really valuable, and then you're upset at them. You know, It's kind of a personal thing. So in a way, it's almost better not to have friends move. Although, I have helped lots of friends move over the years. I'll still help friends move, but, it, but, but you do sort of run into that part of, like, the people that you ask to help you move. You sort of, like, then you have to, you know, beer... And pizza is the classic, yeah. and then you have to worry about them breaking shit, and then um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a a pain in the ass. And that, and also, if they're not pulling their weight, you're sort of like, hey, come on, man, you said you'd help. And if, oh, that yeah. Okay. Well, first, when people ask you when you're younger, and people ask you to move, you'd say yes. But now you go, what are you moving? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah is, it, is there fridges or dressers involved? Right. Well, you know, it's, what's it's, the heaviest thing you have? That's a good question. Right. Well, it's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're getting older when someone says, uh, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" And, but you know, back in the day, you'd be immediately like, "Yeah, sure." And, and now you're sort of like, "Well, what is it? What is the favor?" I don't think I want to know. I have some waivers to sign. I have some <laughs> documents for you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You but, almost have to do that. But why did you leave your house that you bought? Oh my God, that's a long story. Uh, I was in therapy for about it for years, so I don't know if you guys want to hear the whole story. But well, not the, hey, the whole story. But really, it, it came down to that. Uh, hi there. We're just taping a podcast. Oh, what time is your what, show? What time's your show? Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be out then. <laughs> Speaking of moving. <laughs> uh, okay, well. Oh, ironic. Should we finish the rest of this at your new apartment? <laughs> well. What show is it? I don't know. Does it even matter? Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Been, James Brown's coming back from the dead. Yeah. We still got to move. Okay. Yeah, we still got to. Tony well, Tinkletoes, tea time for Tony. Uh, shit. Well, uh, why don't we take a break? Okay. Um, then we can, we'll move our stuff over into the other room. And then we can just do another half hour. Okay, so I'll stop this. The best moving song is... Oh. Moving right along? Uh, the Get Along Gang? Moving Out by Billy Joel. Moving Out. Dave, this is the point where you ask him to turn it up and he says he can't. <laughs> by the way, this is what we're at. The, 
But you know, uh, but this song, is this song about moving? It's though? about moving out of your parents' house finally. Oh, you know? okay. It's sort of the joy of ah, uh, oh, I'm moving out. You know, finally. You know, you know. There's a new song he does now. Moving back in. <laughs> Things that didn't work out. I'm moving back in with my parents again. Moving in. <laughs> moving into the old folks' home. Moving into the old folks' home. Do you, did you know? Uh, did you ever have to move? Did you ever have to move out and then move back into your folks' place? Um, yeah, I, I got a place that was. Well, I was like, just, I'm so naive. I'm, a, yeah, I'm still a child, really. But I got got this place. And I thought it was cool. I was just really excited to, just to move out finally because I moved out late. Like I was like 25, maybe I was like older. And so I was like, I'm so excited to get a place. And my mom came to see it, and she's like, you can't move in here. I'm like, why? Like, the only plug was in the ceiling. I didn't notice it. <laughs> I like, you couldn't, there's no shelves in the kitchen. It was just like... There's no kitchen. The, the stove was plugged into the fridge. It was just like, a, you know, illegally probably... The, the, yeah. What's well, what's know, before knob and tube? That's what we had. It was just like... Or then it said like, Edison, you know, experimental cables. That's what it said. So she's like, so I didn't really move in. I sort of half moved out and moved in, but yeah, yeah. The the, well, the electricity came from hamsters and wheels, exactly. Yeah. So, and and when the recession was happening in the states, there were parents that were moving in with their kids. That was also yeah. happening. So imagine how embarrassing that. Like people are like, it's embarrassing <laughs> if you're living with your, your parents, parents catching you jerking off again. Yeah. You know, gonna be like, you know, like one of the worst insults people always say is like, oh, he's probably just some guy living in his mother's basement. But then, what about the mother that has to move in with the kids? I mean, how much? Like, I felt I feel sorry for them. It's changed well, now. I don't know if the mothers are worried about being embarrassed anymore. But that is I always mean, an insult. People are like, oh, some yeah, guy yeah, yeah, in yeah. his mother's basement. And I always go, I always go. That sounds like a good deal, man. Can I get that? <laughs> is it is a separate entrance? Yeah. Can is there above go? ground lighting? Is yeah. <laughs> how many rooms? What's the rent? Yeah. Yeah. Are there I, windows? Like, moving, in, moving in with someone else's mom, though, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, how how would that be cool? If the mom's hot, I guess. If it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> hey, dude, I'm moving in with your, I'm moving in with your mom. Yeah, that's I, weird. Most of your scenarios are from Brazzers. This is so awkward. Yeah, well, that's I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> hey, right? Shit. Uh, <laughs> and the pizza guy comes over and oh my god, everything in my life was based You're on porn. You cheated on me. Okay, before the ukulele, new 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 big titted stepmom, you cheated Brazzer. on me with the. I catch her. I catch her having a shower one day. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> and she's shy, and I'm a little bit. Uh, yeah. you know, and her shoulders are sore, and I need to massage her for a bit, and then things go from there. Yeah. I was always uh, I always had Life crushes on Brazzers. teachers. That was always my thing through school. Yeah. I was in love with all my female teachers. So, yep. uh, but oh, not, female, not, not other people's moms so much. The shop teacher, Mr. Garrison, was hot. <laughs> Ooh, those he only had three fingers, but oh, what they could do. <laughs> he, right. sh- he showed me how he could lose the other three yeah. fingers. No, no, he used a jigsaw like this, and he got behind me. He but, guided um, my hands. I was, saying, I was implying that they disappeared into the kid's butt. Oh. But. Huh. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah. The, uh, no, but I, never, uh, I had to move back into my folks' place only once. All right. And you got out. That's good. Yeah. All right. Before uh, we were rudely interrupted by the ukulele people, uh, the uh, you were asking me about why I uh, oh yes yes, moved. yes yes well I had I, I had horrible neighbors uh, like probably one of the worst case scenario neighbor situations ever and uh, I remember uh, and also it required a lot of work we were talking about how much and how expensive it is when something's wrong like if your basement is leaking. And you've got mold, mm-hmm. and you have to fix it. 
Yeah. And it costs tens of thousands to of start. dollars. Yeah, it's like five grand just to have them guy come look at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I yeah, had, that's mold. I that's had these guys that wanted to be paid in cash. And thanks, thank God they did a good job. Because I've heard stories about even when you get a contractor and you sign a contract and you still get screwed. Oh, oh, yeah, these yeah, guys the did a great job, but they were expensive and they wanted cash. And it was. And they uh, wanted it now. And plane tickets and passports. It was like you, they weren't the guys you wanted to mess with, definitely. You know? I was like, now I'm involved with the mafia. That's great. And another mafia burning down the house on the other side, which is uh, this whole thing where the Bulgarian mafia burned down a house right next to me. It, it was fucking insane. There you know, shootings. little Bulgaria. <laughs> there were shootings. Like, honestly, when I bought a house, it was like that. You know, we were talking about you look for heaven. Mm-hmm. I was like, we, were, we bought a house. We we're like, it's going to be heaven. And then, uh, really, the whole time I was there, I was like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of it? Uh. And, you know, I had a friend, my friend Julian, he'd come over. He sat in our backyard, and he was like, this is great, man. Oh, man, you guys are so lucky you got this backyard. And I remember looking at him thinking, I envy him. I envy him sitting in my backyard, (laughs) enjoying it, because I cannot enjoy it like he is. I'm worried about... The, the cement pushing into the back of the house and that crack that goes all the way up the back. And there, I was so worried all the time about everything. And so then when we finally did sell it and move to our new place, which is a nice, beautiful area, now I, fi- now I finally feel some relief. And it's funny that I but had that- to go back to renting to, to get that. But that relief, relief kind of comes from the fact that if something goes wrong, it's not your fault, or you can get someone to come and take care of your shit. But then, but then that's the onus on on the landlord being yeah. a cool dude too. Because yeah. I, you know, I've had bad landlord stories that I could tell. But it's like the uh, we've we've had bad landlords, but everything's been worked out by the the management, the property management, right? Yeah, because we rented from like a sort of a bigger named group, and it was like a four, four story place. But the first guy was a he was a trucker. But he's also the, the superintendent, and his wife would stay home. And I guess he was not supposed to be trucking. He was supposed to be <laughs> superintending. And as we go away for a while, a while, and his wife would sort of say, oh, yeah, we'll get on that. Yeah. And then he was away for a while, and she started cooking. Uh, um, she was waiting for a, a guy, an electrician, to come to fix something. And she started cooking dinner with oil, and she left it, and her whole apartment caught fire. Yeah. And so they were out. Well, they, did, they, like, they fired them because the renovation because the husband out. wasn't home. They were moving out. <laughs> and then the next ones, we thought they were nice, uh, like a Russian couple, whatever. Next thing you know, we found out they took all our credit cards and uh, they and their rent oh, money, so our rent money and our credit card information and skedaddled. And uh, wow. but they took care of all that, yeah. like the management. And then uh, that then the next guy was really good when we when we moved out to the apartment, but. So now I'm my own superintendent. I always thought he could call, still call your old superintendent and go, hi, remember me from 3B? Uh, I'm in a new place now. Yeah, it's a little further east. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're responsible. And when oh, we, uh, One of the first things that happened to us, actually, was the boiler. We found out the boiler had a crack in it. And then they were like, okay, well, you have to get a new boiler. It's $10,000, or we're going to shut down your gas. And we didn't have $10,000 to fix the boiler. You know what I mean? I had to get a loan. You know, yeah. it's just, oh, it's like, like immediately I was like, wow, this is a really hard situation we've gotten ourselves into. And we couldn't, we couldn't get out of it. So I have to say I'm pretty, even while I was just talking about it, I started to get, uh, yeah. my heart the started stress. to flutter. It was like, oh, my God. You know, if I can even, I can still get into that headspace of what it was like to own that house. So not only the moving is a stress, it's just stress just once you get there, if you don't, you know, to get accustomed to it or 
if things go wrong, and then you're like, thank you. I have to make this right. I, I live here. This is where I live. It's well, like- it was a big learning experience. And if I ever buy a house again, I'm going to be a lot smarter about how to do it and where to do it. And, uh, but for now, I'm perfectly happy renting. And, uh, you know, in Europe, people rent a lot more than they do here. Like the buying the house thing, that's a real... Normal- <laughs> you're not in Europe, Sean. <laughs> I know. I, sometimes I wish I was. But, uh, but I, I do yeah. prefer this situation. I'm much less stressed and it's not costing us as as much money either and we're in a much better area than we were we were in a not a great area so no no renting i I mean sometimes i think oh it was so nice if something went wrong you just call the super now it's like Oh, I gotta go get a new toilet seat. I gotta go. The plumbing's this. I gotta call this guy in. Yeah, I know. We it's got more, the waterproofing. The roof is leaking. It's more responsibility, but all, that was all. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, like it's yeah, it's more responsibility. But then all, but then it's but do you take any satisfaction in doing a good job, or do you just hire? Do you like do you have to? Do you genuinely take care? I, of your I used to, like I, when I was doing technical theater production. I was building sets. I was a master carpenter at Rainbow Theater in Perry Sound. Like I was handy with tools, but I don't have any tools now. I don't have like a chop saw and the. You know, right, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. really. So I, I do little things, and you feel I change light bulbs, and I put up hey, hook, hang up hooks, like, I hang up hooks, hooks. I, try, yes. I do the I do the the ball cock, you know what I'm right. saying? And then the wife comes home. <laughs> no, I, do, I, do, I fix the. I can do the some toilet stuff and uh, plunging, and uh, I could probably change like a pipe in a sink, uh, that kind of thing. I know it, it's kind of. I mean, both you guys have. Well, you don't have a backyard, do you, Sean? Yeah, we have a backyard. Yeah, but it's a shared backyard. It's a shared backyard, yeah. but that doesn't bother you. Not that at you all. Have to share it. No, I mean it's never ever been a problem. Do you ever like put on your 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 bathing suit or your swim trunks and and your sunglasses and you have your little cooler and your towel thing? I'm gonna go out and suntan in the backyard and you open the door. Fuck! It's they have a family barbecue today. Yeah, no, it's no? never been a problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Uh... Sorry, yeah, worst case scenario, everything. <laughs> that's not. No, that's, okay. <laughs> that's not really I'm, the worst I'm like case that too. I'm a worst case scenario. Well, I step outside and the neighbors are up and like, oh fuck. Sometimes yeah. I gotta talk to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's it's kind of I haven't really lived in a big building before, so it's like it's kind of weird that no, running into like the idea that you're going to have to constantly run into neighbors. I mean, but cuz when you you guys in, in houses don't uh, you know, aren't constantly running into or you're going to run no, into the we, same we people. No, we got to know our neighbors pretty well whether we wanted to or not. And uh what I find is that it, people uh, it's difficult to live near anyone. Like all like even I had the horrible neighbors that were frightening. But then, you know, other neighbors have been annoying. I can handle annoying, but pretty much everyone is annoying. <laughs> like, have you ever had a well, neighbor where you're like, you're not annoying at all? You're <laughs> and that's annoying me, the fact you're so not annoying. Well, actually, no, I had a, uh, my last, I, the, at my old place over at, like, Pape and Dundas for about three years or so, there were these two gay dudes that lived across the hall, and if I ever ran out of, uh, if I ever ran out of pot. Lube or. Yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you can't or hot pants. You can't borrow lube and hot pants. Sorry. Uh, those you <laughs> invest if you're serious about it. Invest <laughs> if you're serious about lube. Just invest. That's and been Dave's lube minute. Yeah. The worst is teenagers. But oh, I thought, you're, I thought you were going to say teenage lube. No, no, no. I was teenagers like, are the mutant like ninja lube. Teenagers <laughs> are the worst people to live next to. Well, I okay, I haven't. Why are like, teenagers living by themselves? <laughs> That's what I want to know, and I'm not invited. Yeah, um, when's the party? But if I ever needed any pot, I could just go knock on the on the na- on the door of uh, the neighbors, and they would give me a, like a little bit of a little bud to get me through the night. And the door would open, and you're no, these, yes, these were old dudes, oh. like uh, guys that were in like I think one. Oh, a lot of jewelry. Both the, both of them retired. <laughs> a lot of tchotchkes in the house. 
Uh, a lot of draperies and doilies. I, I never went in. I was never invited. A lot of stereotypes in. going on. I was. <laughs> I think my heterosexuality. Uh, I think my heterosexuality was very clear very quickly that I was never invited inside. <laughs> Your and, I love pussy and, shirt and really ticked them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there was no kitty cat on it, my, so they knew. Oh, he doesn't mean he's not being. T-shirt doesn't yeah. say spread it, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh yeah no I haven't I don't think I've ever had any horrible neighbor issues I think a condo would be easier than owning a house so well, this issue is the same thing where you you buy a condo and then you realize the units are, are around you are all rentals and then it's like college kids or right whatever. this place is a mostly uh, uh this everyone's bought that's bought, good bought that's into this place so I mean that's a horrible thing also you you tend not to give a shit when you're just renting a place too. And in, in, to some degree, I, you know what? I think I barely ever cleaned the bathroom at my old place. Wow! Please remind me no. <laughs> to clean the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go to the bathroom oh. at my old place. Don't eat lunch in days of shitter. No, I, I mean we're renting. No, I mean it wasn't I a disgusting. It wasn't a disgusting shithole. Congratulations! It wasn't a disgusting Congratulations. shithole. I but I mean I never really got. Oh, I gotta get the grime off of like no, from oh, behind the toilet oh, and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, the I seat never, was clean. That was fine, right? Well, no, yeah, in the tops and the tubs and well, I kept those in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I'm getting cleaner as I get older. Now I clean house every week. I clean the house today i clean constantly i've turned into the guy exactly the guy turned the light off dad yeah i never used to i guess when you're in an apartment you used to leave everything on yeah, right but now you're paying that bill every well month or just like, like i missed i'm just grumpy too i'm just like god i like darkness now I want <laughs> everything dark like well, that's why i always say i haven't it? bought a lamp in years it's like <laughs> we lose one that's but you darker the better baby <laughs> that's we're like, living in a nightclub yeah, that's right personal candles that's all, what we're coming to all strobes that's right everyone gets a flashlight <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Nope, at night, just no power. Just you know, here's a flashlight. Yeah, just or like a tea candle. Go steal some batteries from uh, Shoppers Drug Marts. <laughs> <It's> son. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But I, I ever... think it moving it reorganizes <laughs> yes. your life in a way. It should. Yeah, you it know? can. It's not just the purging, but I just think that you have to organize yourself. You have to move everything. So you see, you find all the stuff, like you were saying, your old Playboys and things like that. You find all this old stuff. It's like, God, do I really need this thing? I mean, it's been sitting there for 10 years. Do I really need to bring this with me over there so I can just sit yeah. there for another 10 years? Yeah, you put years? it in a box here, and then you leave it in a box. My, my, my folks drove me absolutely insane. They would just be, be in a constant state of like, well, if you haven't worn something, like, I swear to God, my mom said this. Yeah. If you haven't worn something in six months, you should throw it away. That's true. And I, I was like, that about a what? year. That's every a rule. Every, every six months, throw. So every no, year whenever, you get a new winter No, whenever you do your purge, if you look at the whatever it is, and you go, I haven't worn this in six yeah, months. Yeah, I always think, oh, I'm going to need this for like a, yeah, like you yeah, said. Character. Like a, yeah. a character. I got to do the wax. For that my sketch comedy show I get on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, but I, I don't have a basement. You talked about your water heater breaking in your basement. I, my no, basement no, is too garage. Just leaking in. Yeah, we had water too. That's what we had. Just, but you had to replace mold. your furnace, right? Yeah. And that, yeah, no, everything. I mean, we uh, had to dig around the outside of the house, and they had to put new uh, parging and uh, wrap and the thing. It's, yeah, I mean, I guess horrible. I can look yeah. forward to doing that, but I don't want to have to learn no, how you to have do. A condo. You but when it's yeah. done, that's a, you get a sense of fulfillment when when, when, when the deck is. Yeah. We got a new deck and everything. It's really nice. So it's it's like, oh, this is nice. Then you go. I don't deserve this. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong. Someone's going to burn it down. Yeah, oh, oh, fuck, yeah. Well, why isn't he painting? And then like, the contracting was going so smooth, and then we went away for, to a, a, recently to a cottage, and we came back, and I thought that the deck would have been painted, the front porch thing was going to be painted, and it wasn't. And then I get, 
you know, when's he coming back? And he hasn't been back. And he says it's going to rain, but it hasn't rained. You know, like, ah. yeah. So always, you know, things are going. Ah, then, then I just think everything's going to go wrong now. Ah. <laughs> well, then it's that. Then I wake up, but I haven't gone to sleep yet. Not to go to work and all stressed. <laughs> Having a house is fun. Like, what's you always look at the ceiling? Like, I never looked at the ceiling. It's harder as when you have a house. Like, what is that? Is that a crack starting? <laughs> like everything yeah. is like. Is that what's mold? that sound? What's yes. That weird mold stain in my ceiling. Uh, what's that sound? What is that? What's that noise? Is that an animal? Is, that, is house, that the heater? Is that the house falling apart all around me? Oh, the first. Oh, yeah, we had people because we heard the thing, the little feet, you know, running through our the bad little feet. Know, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh no! And guys, what do you do about ghosts? Huh? Then what? someone comes on the roof and they're like, oh yeah, there, there's all these entrances and all these you, you got squirrels in there or something. And then the, so then they have to fix that. And then the the, the eaves troughs, man, that is the biggest nightmare of owning a house. Oh the yeah, we've got our stunts. Yep. Never ends. The and, the, and, the, and the Adam and Eve is drops. And, and only a few people do them. That's like, a, I, we could call the contractor. Yeah, I'll do the deck and you know, waterproof and Yeah, yeah. How about the East drop? Oh, I have to get another guy for that. It's <laughs> always just annoying. Like, oh, like, is this rocket science? And, you know, part Apparently of the problem is. Is, is that because people have to get on a roof to do it. That's why it's hard. But roofers are a dime a dozen. They, they, they come out of prison, they go up on the roof. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're released today. Here's your wallet. Here's a roo- some roofing tools. Fortune, figure out how to do East troughs properly. Properly, and uh, you'll you'll never be out of work. I'm telling you, because I that is yeah. I but could then not he, believe how much I had to think about that when I owned a house. I couldn't believe it. Now I never think about it, and it's leaking. It's water's the enemy. That's why to the landlord. I mean, it's leaking. But ultimately, I'm like, look, if this guy doesn't care, that's fine. You know. So there's a little water coming in. It's not my fault. It's not my problem. It's his problem. Yeah, that is nice. You know? But then I it's be, still a problem. But. We replaced our east trough. We had to, and the back part of it was all one piece. And apparently, it hit the drain. How it worked was because it's a semi. It comes and the drain was our side was sort of the main point. So we just did the whole things new, right? All right. our side and his side. And first, and first they're like, "Oh, that's great. He'll be happy." I'm like, "Well, you never know. Like some guys will just like, how dare you? That was my mo- grandmother's east trough." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the what. <laughs> I just I just realized happen. I just realized like uh, waking uh, like I've been at my new place. What's the date today? It's the thirteenth or yeah. something. Lucky thirteenth. Yep. And uh, so I've been in my place for the thirteen days, and uh, I'm just getting a grasp of how much uh, I'm not going to be able to just walk around in boxer shorts. Why not? Well, just because it's because I'm, I'm in this big <laughs> I'm in this big horseshoe like uh, building, and I'm in like the deep end of the horseshoe. And so, like a lot of people, I believe a lot of people could see into my place. Cool. So you could see into a lot of people's places too. That's true. But any sex yet? Any nudity? I can, I can see on the balcony. Violence, mature situations. In in my place? Or have you in, seen any? Seen have any you, in other places? No? Uh, so what's the first thing you buy when you get a condo? A telescope, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rear window and a box. Well, it is kind of like rear window nice. too. Mm-hmm. In that. Well, in I that, will floor you on. Uh, I'm on the fourth floor. Oh, that's a good floor. So enough, it, it, I could break my legs if I jumped up. Is there a gym? I don't know why I thought. Yeah, there is actually a gym that's and a cool. and a movie theater. A movie oh, theater. Yeah. Like you could do rent it for screenings. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not oh, like it's. Fuck. What are we doing here? Charges what the other hell people. Are we doing here? Yeah, you were no kidding. In there, huh? <laughs> we could do the show for men. The yeah, we will. We will. We play the clips in the show. We'll eat popcorn <laughs> and we'll we'll laugh heartily. Well, it's not a movie theater with staff. and make dirty men jokes to each other. <laughs> It's not. It's not a movie theater with uh, like staff and like ushers and stuff like that. No. But, well, you could if you rented them. Oh, we'll have to check this out. I'm, that was I'm, good, actually. I enjoyed our ch- chat about ushers uh, from a few weeks ago, from last week, I think. Ushers. Oh, right, because I, yeah, when I used to be at the Ontario Place in this year. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> ascending. No yeah, one's coming. you you might have been the guy that actually started that little speech, and 
If I was there, I'd be like, oh, fuck, what is this asshole? I, re- I do remember I started. Do you remember the speech? So, no. No, you I, asked him that last week and he didn't remember. Oh. And never know. He should have banged his head. <laughs> no, but uh, I used to love the, the movie. Welcome to Ontario Place. Did you guys ever see Antarctica in the Sinosphere? No, that I saw was Sharks. Movie. With, uh, and they were showing tropical oh, rainforest in Antarctica. And they were. Oh, no. It's yeah. Electric John, everybody. Electric John's come to throw He's come to kick out. us out. Are you familiar with the, uh, the Sinosphere? Oh, yeah. He used oh, to work yeah. there. I used to be one of the guys who would stand at he was a the light and go. He was so white. It's six stories high, you know. And that. <laughs> but uh, Antarctica was one of the best movies they had, and they were showing tropical rainforest. And everyone always thought tropical rainforest was going to be the good one. And we would always be like, no, no, Antarctica is the one you want to see because it was just great photography and. It was just a great movie. I think I probably seen that with the polar bears and the ice. And the Rolling Stones at the max. I fucking love that one. <laughs> Anyways, people can if people listen to this. They can listen to the episode. Yeah. Oh, were, sorry, episode I didn't realize 18. I was repeating history, but uh, but yeah, and then and yeah, I've been in Usher several times. So because that's what you do when you're looking for a job. You you go to places that where you where like. you like to go. And every yeah. '80s movie had a movie Usher was that was the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the coolest job. Yeah. You or, work at the movie theater, or the or the guy that works at the uh, the video arcade, hands yeah. up the quarters. Yeah. That was a cool guy too. The one thing I, I have to say about uh, uh, moving is that uh, it's like when does a place to you feel like a brand new place? For me, it's sort of like. Uh, like when a part, a really a place starts feeling like home is when you get pictures up on the walls and you have a refrigerator full of food. That's when yeah. it really yeah. feels like a new place. It's like I still don't, ha- I still have like bits and pieces of shit, and they gave us a gift basket when we moved into the fucking condo, and and so I'm still eating out of the gift basket. <laughs> and I, I bought shit or like takeout stew, food and stuff. But to me, it was like when you get your pictures up on the walls and stuff, yeah. and you start sort of making like when you, a house is like a bubble, you know, when you make when you start you know building up the bubble around you, then it starts feeling more like a home. I'll say the first time you masturbate, that's when you. <laughs> I'm home. Yeah. What if I did that on the uh, the PDI inspection? That's right. I guess we have people over, and the first time maybe uh, have someone people over. That feels like home. Yeah. So, are you going to have a housewarming party? Yeah. When? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. That's I'll good because then you can get some, oh, yeah. some people give you gifts or they give you wine. Yeah. yeah. Booze for a few weeks. And yeah. You, yeah. you can do a right, uh, housewarming registry. <laughs> I need a spatula. I've never owned pot. I've never owned a You've pot. You've never before. owned pot. Come now, on. Every every place I've ever moved into, I've always either had roommates that have a pot, or yeah. I just chose to live without pot. Now, see that my life is see. I'm just telling my life has changed. I'm all about pots. It's all about what it. <laughs> we cook it a lot. You're, yeah. So I just like now it's like good pots are. A th- we have to get good pots. I was thinking the other day. I, I know we have that, good cookie trays, not just the ones you put your fries on. Like these are just for cookies. That's how adult I am. Like I know that I'm getting older. It's like I know I'm getting old. Whenever it's like I'll go into a bar and if it's completely empty or there's just a couple grizzly barflies, you know, angry, regretting things at the bar. Uh, I'll I'll be like, that's where I remember you from. Yeah, I'll walk into a place like that and I'll be like, this place is great. <laughs> if it's empty, I'm like, cool. Like, yep. It's no like an empty gonna, movie theater. No one's going to bother. If, if you could, if you put your, ju- uh, if you put uh, a loony or quarters into a jukebox and it immediately plays your song, I'm like, this place is the best. Or they come, hey Dave, and they put your beer right down. I like that. Well, that happens to me. Yeah. When they happens start- to me at Starbucks. Don't you? Did, haven't you got a lot of? Haven't got. Speaking of like stuff at your home, haven't you got a lot of like salt and pepper shakers from such uh, restaurants? Uh, <laughs> yes, a lot of cutlery. I've I don't buy. I don't. Yeah, I don't buy dishes. I just go for dinner. And <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about moving. I'm not on, hungry. I just want to steal your, your food. plates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The best thing about moving is that it's like a, it's a new beginning. It's like a refreshing thing. You yeah. know, it's like, well, let's start again. You know, right. That's what I like about moving. I got to be a lot more, more careful not to just stumble around my new place well, and, get, and get hammered there. Cause if I like, I what's going to happen? You're going to be, uh, there's yeah. going to be YouTube di- man in condo going crazy. <laughs> and I man in underwear. If, yeah. In box, regretfully in boxers. Uh, man with telescope. <laughs> If I smash my face into the wall and I would get like blood somewhere or something like that, right. and my old place would be just like, ah, let's just put a picture over it or or not. Ah, I don't give a shit. There were stains on my at my old place that I had no idea. I'm like, how is there? Uh, was there DNA on this involved no, in these stains? I, no, I'm like, it looks like someone sprayed like a can of coke against the wall. I'm like, I don't. Did I do that? You <laughs> want a night? Make the sound. Yeah. That song's about hookers. Oh, is it? Yeah. So stop singing it, Scott. <laughs> was it by the uh, the Caucasian Dan Hill? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still hurting from that one. I believe me. But I don't know. I, I wake up in the middle of the night. You idiot! <laughs> yeah, cold sweat. How could you? Uh, Warren's like, what is it? I go. Uh, I thought Dan Hill was white. <laughs> and she goes, go to bed. <laughs> That might have happens to a lot of men. Oh. Did that get taken out of the episode? I can't remember. Yeah, you took it out. Yeah. I did take it out. Why? Yeah, There's a I file I have. Funny a, part of I know. That's I have part a, of our leftovers. I have a file of leftovers. So okay. that will. Who doesn't love leftovers? That's a guilty pleasure, it's right there. So well, I think we did an episode. Meatloaf. Yesterday's meatloaf. But that, I'm looking, that's my soap opera. I'm lo- <laughs> You're watching yesterday's meatloaf. <laughs> the story of a butcher. This one time I was teaching a uh, musical improv course. And uh, you killed a guy. Have I told this story before? <laughs> anyway, uh, I was like, okay, so I want you to do a power ballad. And uh, the the woman was like, what's a power ballad? And I said, well, you know, like like meatloaf. Mm. And she was like, I think there's a generational difference here. <laughs> I was like, what was oh, her power you. ballad? But how could she know if she didn't? Then she would know who meatloaf is to make the reference that it's a generational I think, thing. I think she was like. What do you mean, meatloaf? And- you know, the singing meat <laughs> with the tomato sauce on top. I always thought that was the stupidest name. I'm like, hey, who are you dating? I'm dating meatloaf. Yeah. It's like Eminem. I still think of the chocolate candy when someone says, hey, have you heard that new record by Eminem? I'm like, yeah, the chocolate candy guy. Well, in sync, I always think of like, what's in the sink? Dishes? That's what- <laughs> Why don't they get into a boat? Why am I listening in sync? That's the bigger question. Yeah. Every answer has a like, deeper question. The Beatles? What are they, insects? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. It's getting to that point, though. I'm like, I'm like listening to, like, I used to remember, like, uh, Andy Frost, Psychedelic Sunday was like, oh, God. Ugh. Right? Now it's like, yeah. That's well, what it's about. Well, familiar shit gets to more and more comforting, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not even my, my generation, though. That's the weird thing. It's, like, even older than me. Yeah. But you kind of grew. But you kind of things. Grew up with things that are stuff, quieter. Right? Like it was like <laughs> the thing. The thing about I want quiet about, and darkness. That's all I want. Me about this woman was like. <laughs> That's I why know, I cough into the natural of choice. It's like I know who Frank Sinatra is. You know, I'm not like oh, there's a generational difference. You know, you know what things are. You know, if you if you pay attention, you'll know what happened before you were alive. It's not exactly. like you're gonna be like, oh, I can only listen to stuff from my generation. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Every once in a while, you meet with one of those weirdo chicks. It's like really in the 1940s music, and you're like, ah, 
Well, I said something about it. Here's jitterbug. My, here's my. Here's yeah, my, yeah. I'll go to the clubs down. Go, hey, yo, yo. Let's all Charleston tonight. <laughs> Come on, let's do. Get out. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. I'm getting out. Breakdown. <laughs> do a little rap. Show up in your b-boy breakdancing with your cardboard. <laughs> What's up? Hip hop is so. Let's old. do this. Uh, Hip hop is old now too. So uh, you know, my parents are always like, my mom's always like, this is new and different. And, that's, and I'll be like, yeah. what are you talking about? This is like on Vogue from like 1990. And she's like, this is different. <laughs> like, well, speaking of like it's fi- 25 years old. <laughs> like I was going through stuff. And I found a cassette tape of something. Like going through stuff when you're moving, you yeah. always find one thing. You go, oh, a cassette tape of like uh, rap tracks, and it's like parents just don't understand. Yeah, and no sleep till bedtime. That British sort of vert and old uh, Tone Loke songs. Well, I was like, like what's you- the best thing you found? Like when you're moving, you found like, oh, I didn't know, I f- forgot about this, and it was like, you know what I, I found? Uh, you know, you have I a f- moment. You go, oh, you know what I found uh, is, uh, or what's the most interesting thing to find is uh, uh, like birthday cards from ex girlfriends. Oh, I got, I got a lot of those, man. Eyes with hearts that do, you know, dotted <laughs> yeah. with hearts. Yeah, eyes dotted with hearts that uh, could never. And then we be smelled more. good. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a rough trip. That's the, a the that's thing, a push down the stairs of memory lane. What do you think first, her face or her boobs? Uh, when you open a car. Oh, I remember her boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Sorry. The, the worst, no, <laughs> sorry. I'll say, I'll say face. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say face. Come on. <laughs> Why not? Face, of course. Personality, I would say, Dave. The worst For me. thing you can find is like little mouse turds, and it's like, oh, oh. god, fuck. Or, or you've been like, I've had mice all along. <laughs> oh my god! No! Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those little brown dots are like, no, and then no. The, and then the camera pans out from you yeah. in your room and in your house, and then the world, and then the world. Well, it cuts up. to like the inside your house, like goes to, like that thing. So you see all the mice running around. <laughs> no! They're everywhere. No, it's. I think. Uh, well, yeah. Pictures. You find old pictures. You go. Old condoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old pictures. I found old condoms. Old condoms. Yeah. Old pictures of condoms. <laughs> old you, floppy disks with your porn on them. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't even look at this you floppy disk of the porn. <laughs> I found. Yeah, a, I found that's a, old school. I, I found a bunch of old floppy disks, and I, I kind of <laughs> looked at it, and I, I think I. Don't even have an old floppy portable drive anymore, and I just looked at them and be like, mm. "Ah, fuck it!" And I just threw it right out. I have no idea what's even on there. Then got the guy, the guy Sean met, goes, "Hey, are those floppy disks? Yeah. I just moved into a place, and all I have is a floppy drive." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. The uh, watching your old porn. But then there was a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm starring you. Starring me. <laughs> hey, remember me? You took my stuff. Now I'm jerking off. That'd be good to give a new neighbor. A DVD of your porn. Uh, uh, yeah. Of you. Of you, master. That'd be the weirdest. That's a bad neighbor. A guy that just gives you a DVD of himself masturbating. Well, maybe Peter North. <laughs> Peter well, North. Through his windows. Peter North does that. He goes, hi, welcome to the neighborhood. This is me. <laughs> yeah, this one guy who was like, uh, you know, he was like, oh, my dad died. Oh, I'm sorry. And he was like... Uh, yeah, he left me a whole room of porn VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> Want to come and watch? <laughs> then he started crying. It was a beautiful. It was beautiful. It's, yeah. Thanks, Dad. His dad said, "No problem, son." Is choking himself. I found a couple of uh, wink I, from heaven. Actually, I found a couple of uh, high societies from the '80s that I thought I'd oh, I loved. Oh, I used to love high society. You know what? High society is. Uh, 
They started, uh, they had a, a series of pictorials for a while called Rich Bitches. And then just like women on yachts. Like, we're like, oh, she owns that. Like, that yeah. somehow was Jewelry. sexier. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then it was like, uh, oh, yeah. And then for a while, and it's not surprising that they got rid of this, but they had High Society's Child. And it was just a girl who was was the playmate. No, 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 no. I don't know if it was the centerfold. I think it was just like a a series of like, now it's the child. But but the idea that they use the word child. That's weird. And she's 18. So I get it. Like, she's as legally. But then Larry Flint was the centerfold of High Society. Larry Flint, the man of the the hour. uh, Of this hour? No, no, Larry Flint <laughs> of every hour. Of every hour. Uh, Larry Flint was the guy that just said, "Hey, they're barely legal." That's a much, a much catchier. Right. Let's go on a beaver hunt. <laughs> Send us your Polaroids of your beaver. Those are some of the ugliest rec rooms I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs>